Mario's life is terrible. He is. When does he go home? Nah, uh, never. When does he get to bed? This does guy he... needs a fucking awesome. sleep. Fanboy with Harley Morenstein is a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Fanboy with Harley Morenstein wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. I think it's the best. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Today's Fanboy is all about Nintendo. I want to talk about Nintendo, Nintendo's impact on my life, but also Nintendo's lack of impact on my life. The Nintendo. When you say Nintendo, you think about Mario? I don't know, do you say Mario or Mario? Back in my day, your Nintendo Entertainment System was called a Nintendo. Like your mom called it a Nintendo, but your mom called the Sega Genesis a Nintendo. When the PlayStation came around, that was a Nintendo. Uh, mom's called everything a Nintendo, and anything that was in your hand was a Game Boy all the time. Um, actually, when PlayStation came out, my mom started to call everything a PlayStation. I found this little poster by Blake J. Harris, author of Console Wars. He tweeted a pic of this 1990 poster over the weekend, and it looks like it was directed at adults and parents and retailers to kind of educate them. It's a picture of Mario on it, Mario. There's no such thing as a Nintendo. There's the Nintendo Entertainment System. There's Nintendo Game Software. And there's Nintendo Power Magazine. But there's no such thing as a Nintendo. You see, Nintendo is an adjective, not a noun. It is our registered trademark that identifies the high-quality products marketed and licensed by Nintendo of America Incorporated. So please use our trademark carefully and never use it generically to describe all video game products. We thank you, Mario thanks you. And I guess that's probably because, you know, video game stores and retailers or Toys R Us were just like, come get your Nintendos, and then they have a Nintendo and some other random janky box that plays some games. Uh, regardless, I wanted to go into Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo had just announced that the, the Switch sold about 20 million units, which I think is... Uh, I think the 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 qual the quantity uh, the quantifiable amount of 20 million units is a fuck ton. And for today's episode, I'm joined by resident Nintendo specialist Adam Sand, aka Gross Guy, aka Epic Gross Guy on Instagram, aka Darth Sand on Xbox. Send him pics of your uh, of your genitals. And uh, Adam Sand, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Hi, how are you? I'm very good, Mr. Morenstein. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, what do you think of when I say Nintendo? What's th- in your brain? Right I now? think instantly of bopping little turtles and jumping on flagpoles. And hopefully, you get fireworks, but you don't quite know how the fireworks come. But hopefully, you see at least one firework. How do the fireworks happen? Is it, I, if, you, is it if you finish on a, three, on a 33 or a 44 or a 55? I don't know 55? if it's the time left or how many points you accumulated through coins or how many. Goombas you bopped? Yeah, Adam Sand's referring to when you play Mario or old school Mario's and you get to the end of the level and you jump on the flagpole. And then you'd hear whoosh, whoosh, yeah, or it would be nothing. On Nintendo DS, New Super Mario Bros, if you ended the level on 11, 22, 33, 44, I'm pretty sure that's what got you the fireworks. And do you think that dates back to the I first no Mario idea. on NES? I never, I never checked. 
But hey, you guys, there's a little mission. If you wanted a little homework from the podcast, you could check that out and then uh, put a comment on Adam Sands' Instagram. Uh, Epic Gross Guy and be like, yo, you dummy, this is how you do it. Yeah, this is how you do it. It was always random for me. I never knew. So when you, when you think of Nintendo, first thing that pops in your head is Mario? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. I thought you were a big Zelda guy, I'm though. a huge Zelda guy. I'm a flagship Zelda guy. Zelda before Mario. But when I think about Nintendo, like the first game I remember playing was Mario. I remember you could be Mario and Luigi. I remember the music. I remember the bricks. I remember you played the, Mario 2 first? I played Mario 1 and 2. I had them 1, 2, and 3 simultaneously as I was a kid. I had two older they were brothers. All, they were already out. They were right? already out. I had older brothers. So when I was finally allowed to play Nintendo... I had the games. I had the few Marios. I, my experience was I had Mario 1 and 2 growing up. Okay. And that movie, The Wizard, okay. came out. Do you remember that wizard? No. Yeah, Fred Savage is in it. And there's a little kid who's always like, California. And then they take him to California where there's like those, those, like, uh, those dinosaurs. They're like fake dinosaurs. Okay. And he's a really awesome video game player. Huh. He even goes to a gas station at one point And there's like bullies there. And he's like playing the game and this guy's like a play in a game, some shit like that. He's got like a red mullet and he takes out the power glove out of like a briefcase and puts it on and it's that like a badass so moment. Familiar. But it's like so this movie with Fred Savage and they take the kid to he keeps going, California. That's all he said. Something's wrong with him, but he's sick of games. He's kinda like a mirror. And uh, so they bring him to this video game contest because he's the best of Mario one and two in every game. But no one is fucking ready when they unveil that the game competition is Mario 3. And Mario 3 wasn't even out yet. So the kid was like, I've never fucking played no that No one's before. played. You're, bro, you're sitting in the fucking movie theater. And you look at and the you're box. And you're seeing Mario 3. Oh, this movie came out before Mario this 3 even hit the market. This movie was the announcement of Mario 3, if I remember correctly. Wow, that's crazy marketing. Yeah, so like you you sat in this movie and you're watching it and you're like, oh, I wonder what he's going to do Mario 2, Mario 3. And then they, you see it's Mario 3 and they announce it in the movie. And Fred Savage is like, what the fuck? Mario 3? He doesn't say it like that. He was just like, ugh. But like, he was like, Mario 3? Like, yeah. Mario, we don't know this game. No one knows this game. I'm almost certain that that's the announcement of the game. And uh, uh, the kid, like, plays it, and they're playing it. And if you watch the movie, like, they, there are even points where he's like, get the flute. And they get a flute. Oh, just and they like travel. Alien Covenant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alien <laughs> Covenant. Um, guys, that was an excellent joke, referring to two robots teaching each other I how to heard, play the flute. I uh, heard... Ridley Scott put that in the movie because he's a Mario 3 fan. Yeah. <laughs> he warped it. Yeah, he had that whole franchise warped to a different world. But yeah, um, I, I remember the box. The box like stuck out to me. The yellow box. The Tanuki suit. With the Tanuki suit on it. And he was yeah. like flying. He was flying. And you're he, like, holy shit, you could fly now? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and Mario 2 was a weird installment because Mario 2 was not supposed to be a Mario game. They just skinned it as a Mario game. Mario 2 started with the weird... Ballroom music and a red curtain, and it said yeah. select a character. Because it wasn't, it wasn't going to be Mario that game. Really? That game was fully a different game. Yeah. And then they, that's the only Mario that's not made by the Mario guy, apparently. It's made by someone else. Oh, really? Yeah, which who's is the, why is it's the Mario weird. guy Shigeru. No, who, who's the Mario? Onoma? Uh, I don't know. Miyamoto? I think it's Miyamoto, it's isn't probably it? Probably Miyamoto. Um, so Mario 3 came out and it took people by storm and obviously it was a big deal. I loved Super Mario World. It had a lot of elements of Mario 3 that I liked. And the Super flying. Mario World was on SNES. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one where, the first one where you could go. Oh no, Mario 3 was the first one where you like go Yoshi. on the map and go level to level. No, Mario 3 you did that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Mario 2 you chose characters. But 
Yeah, I can't believe you never saw that movie, The Wizard. I think no. it's called The Wizard. But I gotta worth, check it out. Worth checking out. But I loved, uh, when I think Nintendo also, I think Mario, I can't help it. Um, I liked Zelda, but I liked Link to the Past. Guys, that was the one on Super Nintendo that uh, at a certain point you went into the dark world and you were basically playing through everything again, but now it was darkness and you yeah. got your, it was like a 75% top down. Like not fully on top, but an angle, and you can hump you can hump stones yes. and rocks. If you yes. went to go pull them and you didn't know how to pull them yet, it looked like you were humping them. Yeah. And uh, your sword shot beams, and it went like boop 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 boop. Yeah. Beep, 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 and then you're in the light world, and the music is da 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 da. And then you go to the dark world, and it's da 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 da. Yeah. Oh yeah, the daytime was just full up the the Legend of Zelda theme. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, I love this song. And then after like six hours of playing the game, you're like. A good game. Yeah, it was a classic. So my one of my favorite games on regular Nintendo was Super Punch Out. Okay. I've always loved the Punch Out franchise. I thought it was really awesome. Wasn't it just Punch Out on regular Nintendo? Yeah. Wasn't it Super on Super? Super yeah, on Super Nintendo, what they did for Super Nintendo was they just took all their franchises and Superman Su- Super Super in front of them. Yeah, including all the Star Wars games. Super Star Wars, yeah. Super Return of the Jedi. Super Return Super of the Jedi. Empire. One of the hardest series of video games of all time are those Star Wars games. Very yeah. difficult games. But um what is your favorite Nintendo game? On NES or Nintendo oh, overall? Nintendo Ooh. overall. I'm going to have to go with Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of or Time. Followed closely by Majora's Mask. So yeah, that's it. You're a Zelda guy. Yeah. You're a Zelda guy. See, for me, my, my Nintendo experience was my brother had the Nintendo. I played it. Adventure Island was like the first game we had. Okay. Uh, that's guys, you're like a caveman, you throw bones. And then I got the... Um, we got a Sega Genesis. I would go to my friend's house and play Super Nintendo. But I will never forget, I think maybe the second biggest leap in gaming, the biggest leap in gaming being like the first time people put on Mario 64. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what the yeah. f- fuck? Yeah. Mario 64 was like, before you got Mario 64, you played Super Mario World. So you're running left to right. Now it's just everything is in the open, like full three, 360 degrees. And you have the camera control. Camera control, everything. You're like grabbing Koopa by the tail and throwing him. And you could fly in that game too. You could fly in that one? Yeah. You get the, the hat with the little uh, wings on it. Oh, really? Yeah. So Mario 64 was like a really big deal. My buddy said like that he had played that game so much. He was like, I played that game so much. And like, I, I played it nonstop. I, I couldn't even think properly. Yeah. And I was like, like, what? And he was like, I don't know, man. He was like, I was like a little kid and I played it so much. And I was like, like, you wanted to hurt yourself? He's like, I wanted to hurt people. I think he was joking, though. Maybe. Because I don't think Mario 64 could do that to someone. Inspired, violent behavior. Yeah, exactly. He probably just sucked at getting the stars or whatever. Yeah. But Mario 64 was the biggest leap I've ever seen in graphics. And we've never gotten a leap like that. We've never turned on a console and been like, whoa. We usually turn it on and we're like, PC is better than this. Or I don't know if this is the future, but I remember uh, going to my cousin's house and seeing Super Mario World the first time ever. And you jump on a Yoshi, you get a Yoshi like in the first level and a yellow cape in the first level. Yeah. And I tripped balls. I was like, were you on a fucking dinosaur? He's like, it's not a dinosaur, it's a Yoshi. But that tripped me out. Like, I don't know, that was so crazy to me. Even Frog Suit Mario, I was like, holy shit. Is that in Super Mario World? Think, or in Mario 3. It might be Mario 3, but the costumes really fucked with me because I was like, whoa. Yeah. This I mean, is different, be, a new element. Being a stone, turning yeah. into the stone guy. Yeah. That was crazy too. 
Mario 3 was a real trip. Mario is just a trippy world in general. Yeah, and the desert levels. Yeah, this, what is this like Italian plumber doing here? Is that racist? That a bunch of Japanese men was like, oh, let's make an Italian character. What should his job be? Oh, he'll be a plumber. And he's like, it's a me, yeah. a Mario. That sounds like the worst idea in 2018. Like, that's asking to get sued. It's true. The sad thing is if Mario came out today, people would be like, that's really insensitive. Not Italian yeah. people. But American I feel people. like it prides Italian people that Mario was like, they identify, that's our character. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be fucking proud if Mario was a rabbi. Yeah. If Mario was a rabbi drawn by a Japanese man who's never met a Jew. And he's like, Princess Peach, I would love to capture you back from Koopa, but I'm collecting <laughs> coins over here. Can't let one coin go back to the dinosaurs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how proud we'd be. We're just bashing our own people right I now. I wish there was a Mario Hasid. Favorite? What's your favorite Super Nintendo game? Super Nintendo. I didn't have Super Nintendo. You had a Sega Genesis. I had a Sega Genesis. You son of a bitch! But so my favorite I. Super Nintendo game would be A Link to the Past. Yeah, I think I liked Super Mario World better, but I loved Link to the Past. Yeah. that was that was. I, I should I could go back to that now. I think I could revisit that game. It's been a minute. Is that on my SNES Classic? It is. I have? It is. I started the. Uh, I started it on there. Yeah. I got that SNES Classic. I found one. And I, yeah. I definitely... I would revisit that game. Um, my experience with Nintendo is I loved Super Nintendo. I loved all the... I got the uh, Nintendo 64. Yeah. Didn't really like Mario 64 myself. But did personally. you have uh, GoldenEye? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, I had GoldenEye. Perfect Dark. Um, and Perfect Dark even for a while is what I associated to Nintendo. Yeah. Bro, so the laptop gun... Yeah. Remember that laptop gun and you could go to the second setting, you throw it and it becomes a laptop turret? And it was a turret. That was so crazy. Yeah. And, and anyone that, like you needed the expansion pack also for this to oh, play the game. Oh, yeah. So Nintendo 64, ladies and gentlemen, you bought this console and two years later a, a, a video game came out called Perfect Dark and you had to go buy this like $50 pack that literally you opened up the front of your console and jammed it in. Yeah. And it was just like more RAM. But later they released it for free. Free if you got Donkey Kong when it came out. It oh, really? Came it came with, with it. it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so these like packs were just more RAM, and you had to do that if you wanted to play some of the games on Nintendo 64. You know, which was like, if anyone at the time, people didn't like computer gaming as much and they were leaning more to consoles because computer gaming always had to upgrade, and it was like every year there was a new yeah. graphics card, you were always behind. But Consoles, like, I mean, it wasn't the first time that Sega did it with the Sega 3DX, 32X or whatever. Yeah. Which was like a cartridge you put on and then another cartridge on top of there. Yeah, I remember that. One of the sickest moves Nintendo ever did was everyone had a Game Boy and then they released this thing called Game uh, Super Game Boy. And it was a, a cartridge that went into your Super Nintendo and then you put Game Boy cartridges into that cartridge and, and you could your play your Game Boy games on your TV in like a, a forced color that's like sort of what game genie used to do where you would put the cartridge in it was exactly like that except that you're putting a little game boy cartridge that's so in there. cool i didn't even know about that yeah it was awesome it like i had like 10 game boy games and now i could play on the big screen huh. and ladies and gentlemen with the super nintendo controller ah. nonetheless and ladies and gentlemen the game genie for those that don't know was it was this basically so you could play codes in your games you would take uh this cartridge and put it in your Nintendo, and then you would put your Nintendo cartridge into this cartridge, and it came with a manual of all these codes that would basically wire the game differently. Infinite it lives. Would, like, mod it. Yeah, infinite lives, invisibility, 
uh, invulnerability. But there was a compromise, which was Game Genie would fuck up systems if you used it too much. I know people whose yeah. systems broke because they used Game Genie. I knew people's systems where you couldn't get the Game Genie out. It really? Just, it locked it? It stayed in and oh, you just, fuck. that's it. Um, but you couldn't fully close the thing with Game Genie. No. You couldn't close it the card. It stayed open. It yeah, stayed it stayed open. open. Um, but it was really cool because you couldn't put codes in back then unless you were playing Contra and you had uh, the Konami code for 30 lives. Yeah, or Aladdin on Sega. You press pause and then press A, B, B, A, A, B, B, A. That's the next level. Oh, shit. And you can just keep doing that? Yeah. What if you do it on the last level? Credits? Credits. That's stupid. Who wants a code that's just like, beat the game? <laughs> <laughs> it's really... But it's actually a level skip code is good. To it go is. Bounce around the levels. Um one of my favorite experiences, and before we jump into uh, lack of impact on my life from Nintendo, um, I want to say one of my favorite experiences is Mega Man X. Okay, yeah. Mega Man games were always hard, and I didn't fully enjoy them they were hard, but Mega Man X, I was at the age where I understood that there's an order to the bosses. See, Mega Man abides by this one main rule where it's easy level, hard boss. Hard level, easy boss. Like, it really goes by that. And so that was my only rule in playing Mega Man before. But then when I got Mega Man X, I came to realize that there's an order of things. Once I used Chili Penguin's Ice Blast on Spark Mandrill, and he froze, and it took off five health? Yeah. I was like, oh, some weapons work on some bosses. Yeah. This now comes in the Mega Man boss order. It created, like, a rock, paper, scissors element to how you play the game. Exactly. Who you go to first who you battle first, whose weapon, and then you would look at it and be like, oh, well, if I beat the water guy, then I'll have water for the fire guy, and that fire guy should get smoked pretty fast, and once I have the fire guy, Go he should work on the wood guy. Or, or the wood yeah, guy, yeah. Exactly. Um, and I didn't know there was like a strategy to that, but Mega Man X, once they included also the helmet, the body armor, the dashing legs, the X-Buster, it was so cool. A lot of upgrades. A lot of upgrades. And also Zero. I thought Zero was such a badass. Mm -hmm. Still don't fucking know if that's a boy or a girl. Doesn't matter. It's a robot. Who it cares? Matter. Why am I trying to gender this? All that matters is that Lando would try to fuck it. That he would. That is true, right? Yeah, that's the reference. Lando Calrissian would absolutely try and have sex with Zero. Yeah. And Mega Man. Exactly. And Doctor Light, though. And the it'd be dog. a whole fucking. It'd be <laughs> whole, let's get Doctor Robotnik in there. Oh. Lando would fuck the shit out of Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I loved Mega Man X. It was really awesome. The Super Nintendo was awesome. I wasn't all in on the 64, because when I had a Nintendo 64, I liked playing Bond, Goldeneye, Blitz, Perfect Blitz Dark. was amazing. How amazing was that? Amazing. Blitz. It was so good. Yeah. Because it was exactly like the arcade. It looked like the arcade. It was like you had the arcade cabinet at home. Like, for once, the console was as good as the arcade. And that's never the case. That's never how it is. But um, I want to talk about where, where Nintendo did me dirty. Oh, what was it? Choose a launch. But first... Choose the launch of any system and they do people dirty, unless it's 64. Yeah. But, but first, a uh, little message from our sponsor. Which is me. I, I am the sponsor. Um, guys, I don't know if you know, but at fb.gg slash Harley Morenstein, I stream on Facebook video games. I play video games. Go check that out. fb.gg slash Harley Morenstein. I stream video games, sometimes Gross Guy's there, sometimes Amir's there, sometimes the gang's there, sometimes just me. Uh, sometimes I kill it. Sometimes I'm bad. If you love Fortnite and Fortnite is really awesome to you, 
I gotta say, I don't play much Fortnite. Uh, so if I mean a million people play Fortnite, so don't worry about that. But I like to play like you know Battlefield One. I'm looking forward to Battlefield Five. I play some Star Wars games. I'm looking to do some throwback Thursdays now where I'll play some old games. Wouldn't that be cool, Sam? Yeah, some Contra. Would you join up with me for that? Some Link to the Past, hell yeah. Join forces? Yeah, exactly. Play some old games on Thursdays. That's fb.gg slash Harley Mornstein. And I want to thank you all for listening to Fanboy with Harley Mornstein, a CastBox original produced alongside Studio 71. If you could take this moment right here, please, and rate and review this episode. That would really help introduce new listeners, and I'll keep making the episodes. Well, I'll keep making them anyways. Um, But if you could leave a rating or review, that would go a long way. Thanks a lot, guys. And back to the show now. At this point in my life, the 64, I had a Nintendo 64, and I would go to rent games, and I would only walk out of Blockbuster with a PlayStation game. The Nintendo 64 did not have a big library for me. It didn't appeal to me much at all. I always picked up this one game called Winback. I remember that. And I would look at it, and then I would go, nah, and not rent it. So I never knew if that game was something that I'd like. You never looked it up later to see like if it was good no, or No, it reviews. just looked like it had a cover system on the back and it looked pretty badass. But I always picked it up. And it wasn't always in. It was rented out a lot. But I never ended up renting it. But after Nintendo 64, um, the GameCube came out and it was last on my list. Mm-hmm. Because PlayStation 2, I 100% had to get because I needed to play Metal Gear Solid 2, which was my favorite game franchise at the time. I needed to get it. But then I researched about the Xbox. Yeah. And saw it was more powerful. I rented one and I played Halo and nothing else mattered. You know what sold me on the GameCube for lunch? Well, I was going to ask you, how did you, and I'm assuming you ended up with a GameCube. I got it. Because you you loved your GameCube. Yeah, but not only that, you got Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah. That was amazing. Impeccable Star Wars game. The whole time I'm like, wow, this is one of the best Star Wars games I ever played because it sort of felt like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter only updated and sick levels and like new maps and new ways of playing. I remember there was a, a level where you were the quad lasers of the Falcon shooting the TIE Fighters. It was, it was just great. And it looked great. Yeah. Those games looked good. That was great. Luigi's Mansion was launched. I thought that was shit. I really? Up, I thought people kind of liked it. it. I thought so too, so I picked it up. And I was like, this is the most boring game. He can't even fucking jump. He's walking around a house with a vacuum cleaner, sucking up ghosts. Sounds like, like a mirror. Sounds like a mirror, exactly. <laughs> so I remember going back and complaining. I'm like, you got to take this game back. It's so shit. And they ended up exchanging it. That, for, back in the day, that was you could actually get away with that at some locations. At some locations. Yeah. Some places. So I exchanged it for Tony Hawk 2, which was a great pickup. Or it could have been Tony Hawk 3. Uh, yeah, Tony Hawk 2, Tony Hawk 3. Uh, Tony Hawk 3 makes sense. Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk 2 makes sense also if it's a launch. Yeah. Tony Hawk 2 came out at launch. Um, it came, the Xbox had Tony Hawk 2X. Okay. Which was great because on PlayStation 2, if you played two players, like on a level like the school, you didn't get the full school. But on Xbox, it had more memory, so you got the That's whole the school, school for two players. But... I didn't like the idea of Rogue Squadron. Why? Because I didn't like the idea of flying. At this point, I played lots of flying games, mm-hmm. and now I knew after playing like Grand Theft Auto and stuff that they have GTA 3, they have the ability to, to make us walk also. Open world. So I want to have my lightsaber yeah. and then go into my X Wing. Yeah. So I wasn't sold on a fully X Wing game. Although now looking back, it sounds awesome and I, I would love to play it. And I did love TIE Fighter vs. X-Wing. But at this point in my life, I was really sold on shooters, like boots on the ground style yeah. shooters. Um, 
But I didn't touch it. You know when I got a GameCube? I saw commercials for Resident Evil 4. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that looks so fucking crazy. And I got it. I played Resident Evil 4 for like 40 hours. I went to rent GameCube games. And there was nothing. 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 So I ended up renting Mario Sunshine eventually. And I liked it. Yeah. What would you think about that one? Uh, it was good. It was fine. Well, I forget what was the island called. Da- Dauphina. Delfina. Isle Delfino. Is that, Is that what it was called? It was? Yeah, I don't I think know. So. I think it was Isle Delfino. It, yeah, it was good. It was, to me, like a mix of Luigi's Mansion and Mario because you don't have your classical Mario moves. You have a hose and you're essentially spraying people with the hose yeah. the entire game, cleaning up graffiti. And there was like a mirror Mario, right? Yeah. Yeah, sort of darkling. What was that asshole's problem? I don't know, man. He always wanted to race you. What a loser. Yeah. I'm so happy I don't have a mirror version of me that's like, want to race? And you're like brushing your teeth. He's like, oh, but I'll brush mine faster. And it's just always there your whole day. Like yeah. you're eating food. He's like, race you to finish this dish. And he starts eating your food quickly. He's like, I'm going to bust inside your girlfriend faster than you. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. Mario's life is terrible. He is. When does he go home? Nah, never. When does he get to bed? This does guy he, needs a fucking sleep. Also, like, oh, I played so many games, I never saw the princess once touch his dick. Not even touch him. Not even kiss him. They don't touch. They don't? Yeah. Are they... I don't think they touch, but can I ask you a question? You yeah. think you save this princess, she's got to give you a kiss? Well, you think she I, owes you something like that? If it was save the princess and get a kiss, or let the princess die and get a fucking nut bust by a fucking Bowser, I'd take the nut bust. Well, you know what? I, I have this feeling, like, what if, like, uh, she wants to be with Bowser? What if she was I don't know, him I, the whole time yeah, and she well, loved I, it? Exactly. What if, why don't they flip this? What if they flip it and like you play as Bowser in the next one and they're like, oh, you didn't know? Mario's the bad guy. <laughs> well, like she's, she's in the castle. Who is she going to be with? Yeah, she probably... This guy in the castle? Oh, he's a lizard. Sorry. Like what? Does that mean he's bad? Like Bowser's basically the beast and Mario's Gaston. Yeah. And baby Bowser sort of has Peach's eyes. That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting theory. But you feel like that... Mario's Gaston. He's going there, he's like, I'm going to save her because she's with a beast. And it's like, you don't know how sensitive Bowser is. You don't know shit, bro. Yeah. She could love him. She could love him and Luigi, and Mario's just in the dark. She definitely doesn't love Luigi. No one does. I think one of my favorite, like, uh, underrated Nintendo experiences was what I had with the DS and the 3DS. Um, I loved it. I had Nintendogs. Did you ever play Nintendogs? Never. So it's like, I was like, who would buy that shit? You had Nintendogs? I, want, I, I tried it once, and so I needed it so badly, I bought it for my girlfriend at the time with Nintendogs. And I was always like, oh, let's go see our puppy. Give me the pen. Give me the stylus. Oh, really? And it was like you pet the dog with the stylus, yeah. but you could also like have toys like a bubble blower. Uh-huh. So you'd have a little bubble blower, and you would blow on the DS, and the microphone would know it would blow bubbles for the dog, and he would pop them. That's so funny. Yeah, so guys, the DS was obviously, it was like a Game Boy, but it has two screens, and Nintendogs was you chose a dog, and you raised it, and you had to pet it, and feed it, and train it. Let it play with other dogs, couldn't you? Yeah, you can go online, play with with other dogs, bring it to a dog park, and it got, it basically like you raised this dog. And it could enter contests and competitions, like dog competitions and stuff. But like the cool thing was like you'd open it up sometimes and it's sleeping and you would tap it and it would like wake up and see you and run over and like lick the screen. Um, and you would pet it with a stylus and like wash it and stuff like uh-huh. that. And I don't know why. I loved it. And Cooking Mama, also on DS, loved it. 
you have to like cook shit yeah. by slicing it, cutting it, beating it, stirring it, all that. And it was great. I thought it was really smart, really cool. I loved New Super Mario Bros. on DS. Mm-hmm. I love that, like, because like I, I do like a Mario game 2D more than 3D. That after was the playing one where you them. would blow on it and the platforms would raise, right? Would yeah, you... and you would get a mushroom that would make you the size of the whole screen oh, yeah, and you yeah, would yeah, smash yeah. through everything. Yeah. You would kick and smash everything. It was like the invincibility in that game was you took a big mushroom, a mega mushroom, and you became huge. And now Mario's the size of the screen and ran through everything. And I'm kind of annoyed they never brought that back to any other Mario game. Like, I really liked that. I liked that. It was really cool. Um, but I loved New Super Mario Bros. Guys, this was on DS or 3DS. And if you ever come across it, it's great. And you never played Mario Brothers Partners in Time, right? No. It was a... Is that an RPG? RPG turn-based. Uh, but you were Mario, Baby Mario, Luigi, and Baby Luigi. And A and B were Mario and Luigi, and X and Y were Baby Mario, Baby Luigi, and you pressed each one to make each of them jump. So it was like you were controlling all four. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was cool. It was a really awesome game, a really fun experience. But the lack of impact Nintendo had on me was, these were not my main games. At this point in my life, I'm playing the shit out of Halo, playing the shit out of Splinter Cell, Metal Gear Solid, what about Grand Theft Auto. You have your DS for mobile. I have my DS, yeah, and that's the only Mario I'm getting. But like even then, I never like I play new, new Super Mario Bros. Mario Partners in Crime, Partners in Time, like on a trip. But I felt you were playing the GameCube, and I was playing other shit for the most part. Yeah, I was playing the GameCube. Then one of my friends had a Dreamcast, and we would have sleepovers and just like oh, rotate Dreamcast them was all hard. night. Yeah, all night. What was your favorite game on GameCube? On GameCube. So I really liked the Star Wars Rogue Squadron. I really liked uh, NHL Hits, which was three on three hockey. I know that. Blitz. Yeah. It was a midway game. It was really fun. I had that on PlayStation, I think. Um, And the Wind Waker was okay. It was a cool game, but sort of boring because you're like sailing in the wind for like 90% of the fucking game. Yeah, I heard about that. And then you go fight Ganon and he's a fucking puppet. Did you like it? That game or no? Yeah, it, it was fun. The story was really good. But it wasn't my style of gameplay. I would have liked to, for it to be more adventurous. For an Do you think game. at this point in time, you're playing that game with a cartoon baby Link and fighting a puppet? Did you not also want something more than that because everyone else was playing like Onimusha, Devil May Cry? Yeah. Did you not want like Nintendo to take a swing at a more mature yeah. version hey, of that? Listen, I got the biggest case of blue balls I've ever had in my life because a year before the Wind Waker came out, there was something called WonderCon in Japan. And Nintendo was showcasing the hardware of GameCube, and they had this working demo for a 3D Zelda game that looked mature, like very mature, like Final Fantasy, realistic, not right. cel-shaded cartoon at all. Oh, you think Final Fantasy looks realistic? Well, uh, one of the ones on You think that's what people look like to you? No, okay, you that's know, what, it, BTS what I meant like. like not cartoony, like it looked like more yeah. mature. And uh, I, I'll show you the footage, you've probably seen it. Yeah, so I they, must have it. I'm they sure. showed it, and it was the sickest Gadden Link fight I've ever seen in my life. It looked amazing, and then they just disregard that whole. And, demo, came, and the game was cel shaded, like, cartoon style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which was a cool look. It I like that look it at it a made point. It timeless because right now, when I go back and look at Wind Waker, it doesn't really age badly. Yeah, because of the but like of Twilight Princess might be a little exactly. washy and exactly. grayed out yeah. and stuff. Yeah, um, no, I see. Like, I felt like GameCube owners kind of had it rough. Uh, Adam's about three years younger than me, and I don't think that's a big deal now, but like at 17 to 14... No, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. So 17 years old, 
it's like we're playing Halo multiplayer and you're playing, uh, you know, you're fighting a puppet, 17 years old, it's hard to appreciate some stuff like that. So it's like, oh, look at this guy. Play, that's, you got a GameCube? Yeah. Oh my, how much do you, I, I, you're garbage. Yeah. I was going to say like 15 different slurs and I didn't say any of them. Yeah, garbage is the right one. Yeah. But uh, did you have like a rough time with anyone or all your boys had Nintendos? I was the only one, I think, Schwartzy had it too. But he didn't have a lot of games because he had the Dreamcast. And with Dreamcast, you were able to like modern easily a, a boot disk and download any game you wanted yep. from MIRC. And we literally had every single game at, MDK. at the tips of our... Do you remember MDK? Yeah, of course. It was so cool and badass. Guys, you could look up MDK. I don't even know if it stands up now, but it looked so cool then. You were like a weird all black like dude in a bird mask yeah. almost with oh like a parachute. God. Oh my God. And like your arms turned to guns. But it was so fucking hard and you never knew where you had to go or what you had to do as a mission. Um, yeah. But see, for me, I, I got the Wii and I liked it. I liked the motion controls. I liked how it was different experience. I liked playing Resident Evil 4 again with the Wii. Oh, the best way to play it. Yeah. The best Wii mode is one of the most accurate ways to play shooting games mm -hmm. and stuff. It was so good. When it was calibrated well and you did it. The Wii was great. Yeah, then Medal of Honor was the first shooter on the Wii, and then yeah. the Conduit came out, which was also Conduit amazing. was awesome. And, and then had we had the... a really hard time. Uh, like, the Wii just, like, spawned motion controls, and we ended up getting, like, Star Wars dance games. Yeah, exactly. It, they turned it from a gamer console to a family console really quickly. Yeah. Really like, quickly. My mom and dad played my Wii more than me. Oh, really? They played Wii bowling with oh. their friends all the time. And then I would come and do that trick where you shoot it on the ledge on the left and it's an automatic strike. strike yeah, yeah. They hated playing with me because it would like shake the thing and they knew it was like uh, an exploit. And I'd be like, it is what it is, bitches. <laughs> and then I'd squeeze my daddy's nipples and slap him in the face. Did you? No. Uh, <laughs> um, I like the Wii. So when the Wii U came out, I was like, sure, Nintendo never fails. You bought that? Yeah. I was like, Nintendo never fails. Like other than the Virtua Boy, which was weird. So I'll go buy the Wii U on opening day, and I did. I didn't. It was a mistake. It was the first one I didn't get. Yeah, and it was and it was the right move, because uh, you got it. And I thought Zombie U would be cool, and it wasn't that cool. And uh, there was no first-party launch games, if I remember correctly. There was a Zelda game, but the Zelda game was already available on GameCube or something. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, on Wii. On Wii. Yeah, on Twilight Wii. Princess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was debatable how it ran, also. So there was nothing on the Wii U, and then I ended up playing it with you a little bit. I downloaded a bunch of games, if you remember. We yeah. finally, like five years later, Sans at my house, and we're playing the Wii U. We're playing like Super Nintendo games on it. Like we're downloading like Bomberman and Battletoads and Ooh. Super Punch Out and Clay Fighter. We're not playing the Wii U games. There wasn't really any Wii U games that we liked. Yeah, it was all old virtual console shit. And uh, how how do you feel about your Switch? My Switch, I. I have enjoyed it so far. Thus far, I've enjoyed it. Do you love it? I do. I do. As a console, on, a, on 1 to 10, what would you give that console? 8.5, 8.75. I'd probably give it a 9. You'd give it a 9? When we, when the Nintendo Switch was coming out, I was like, that looks like the Wii 2. Like the Wii U 2. Yeah. It's the Wii U, but, it's but not part 2. at all. But when I saw it, I'm like, it's the same shit, this second screen garbage. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. I hate them. I hate Nintendo. And then what? I'm going to buy that son of a bitch. And you bought it? And I bought it. And now here I am a year after buying the Nintendo Switch. And I'm like, I wish every game was on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Like Doom is on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Skyrim on Nintendo Switch. Fortnite on Nintendo Switch. 
And these games are like, they're full games and just having them in a portable yeah. manner is so fucking cool. And a 10-on-10 cool. 10 10 Zelda that was made for the Switch, the, not made for Wii U and then, you know, just rebranded for the Switch. Ladies and gentlemen listening, if you've ever thought about having a portable gaming console or you don't even care about having a console at home but you want something you could play in bed or on planes or if you drive, if you take the train to work or to school, I can easily recommend the Nintendo Switch to you and Breath of the Wild. The Zelda game. Or Mario. Or Mario, but I would say even Breath of the Wild. That's all you need is one game, and I promise you, you will be good, and the system is worth it. It is worth it. You'll put in hundreds of hours, and at the end of the day, it'll be like paying like, you know, three bucks an hour mm -hmm. for really awesome fun. Um, for but, me, it was paying like zero point four yeah, you, cents an how hour. How many hours do you put into Zelda? Like 215. Yeah, 215. Yeah. And then how many did you put into Mario? 45. 45. I mean, like... Listen, we're talking about 255 hours or 260 hours on just two games. And you have Mario Tennis. Mm -hmm. You played Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. Mario, I always say Mario is a designer name. Um, in the years of GameCube to PlayStation, Mario let me down. For a while, do you remember like in the Super Nintendo phase, it was really Nintendo and Mario versus Sega and Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and, and Sonic was and like... Sonic was winning for a while. Their thing was like, we go fast. Yeah. Like Nintendo was... And the colors uh, were vibrant. Yeah, Nintendo was uh, an ice cream truck and Sonic, uh, Sega was like a race car. Yeah. But I loved um, everything else other than Nintendo during those years. Like PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Mm -hmm. Like Nintendo let me down. And when I take the 64 and the GameCube, like those two consoles, there wasn't enough to tide me over. I was not a Nintendo fan. You weren't alerted by the mini disc of the GameCube. No, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. But what was cool is when the Wii came out, it was backwards compatible and you could put that Wii mini disc yeah. in the, the uh, you well, put the GameCube disc in the Wii. That was a big deal. That was a huge And that you could use the controllers too. Oh yeah. But and I, memory cards. Yeah, but I didn't like, I didn't like Nintendo for a while and I felt Nintendo just didn't resonate with my age. And there's like an age there if you're like, if you, you know, if you're like, you're edgy teen, Nintendo doesn't appeal. Nowadays it's different. Now, just Nintendo is just such a big deal and everyone knows it. Yeah. There's no denying it. And they're nailing it. But the 64 and the GameCube, they didn't give me enough. And I felt like Nintendo was gone from my life. Yeah. For like... Like you outgrew eight, it. For eight years. Yeah. And then I outgrew like, you know, just the Resonator, Dom, Chainsaws, like Gears of War. And I was like, let's just... Can I just get some fucking color in my life, please? Why is every game so brown and red? Yeah. And uh, the cycle of gaming, right? Yeah, and I went back to Nintendo, and like I love Nintendo now. And now I can't help but think of Nintendo as a designer game, because I watched me and you. We played Mario Tennis last night. Yeah, for a while. And that game's like seventy nine ninety nine or whatever, like a full priced game, and it doesn't feel necessarily like a full priced game. Like classic Nintendo games, it looks shallow on the surface, but then you realize it can go so much deeper than you imagined, and the beauty of it is in its simplicity. But we wouldn't give other franchises this type of attention. Or money for that title. Or money. But this is Mario. And Mario and Nintendo are like, they're like timeless. Like, the price never gets dropped. Like, you want to buy Mario 64 right now? Like, you probably get $20 trade in value it's for that premium, in GameStop. Right? You know? And now it's like a proven premium where they don't fuck up the games. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get always quality. Mass Effect Andromeda out of a Mario title. Like, no, I think it was uh, I, I think it was a Miyamoto quote where it's uh, Oh, this one Shaya Soha 
That's very racist, eh? No, that's what he said. So then I'm racist for not knowing that you just spoke fluently in a different language. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, the quote in English was, uh, a delayed game will eventually be good. A rushed game will always be bad. And that's what they do. It's like, what the hell? No Mario launch title? And he's like, shut the fuck up. And like three months later, Mario Odyssey. And it's like, yeah. Mario Odyssey. You get it when it's ready. And everyone's like, oh my God, you could fucking wear a different hat in this game. And it's like, oh my God. Mario introduces always like one little thing. But that little thing you end up realizing opens the game up so much more. You're like, oh yeah, so you could throw your hat. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, so you could steal powers. Wait, so you could jump on your hat, throw your hat, steal the power, jump on something else. And like, dude, there's just like... Like, it opens it up so much, not to mention the fact that Speedrunners is its own Mario world in itself. People that speedrun these games. Nintendo's always been a big part of my life. There was just a gap there where it wasn't. And I felt like it was big for you during that gap. Yeah, but I had gaps. I remember when I went from Nintendo to Xbox, probably around like 2009. And then there was just no Nintendo. I was only playing Xbox. Yeah, and, Xbox I, I, and I was big. happy. I was like, I need to make that switch because Nintendo's not giving me anything they I want. Wasn't they enough. weren't giving me anything. Yeah. What are you looking for were to what are you looking forward to the most from Nintendo now? Right now, you know, it's unannounced, but I'm obviously very keen to find out anything about the next Zelda. Like I would love for them not to take six years and have like an experimental game on the same engine of Breath of the Wild, the same way they made Majora's Mask on the Ocarina of Time engine. Like they were, it's not like they went to Russia game. They're like, okay, let's give this to the B team and let the B team do whatever they want to do with this engine while we start developing the next one. But, uh, but there's a possible Zelda. What um, about Metroid? Metroid, I would love to hear an announcement for that. Uh, they had an announcement. Did they? Last E3. Didn't they They, say, they just a teaser. They announced the announcement. They're like, it's coming. Yeah, they announced the announcement. That's where we're at. We're yeah. such fucking hype beasts these days that we're like, oh my God. A teaser for the trailer. Or like next year we'll make a real announcement. We get, we have trailers for trailers now. That's yes. literally where we're at in life. Yes. We fucking eat up all the shit that these corporations feed us. We love shit. Adam Sand, I want to thank you for coming in today. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, guys. You can check them out at Epic Gross Guy on Instagram uh, or at Dar Darth Sand on Xbox. Yeah. And we didn't talk about a lot, like Mario Paint. It looks like we're going to have to have a Nintendo Part 2. Dr. Mario. We're definitely going to have to have a part two of this bad boy. You know, Dr. We're talking about Dr. Mario's pills. Dr. Mario diagnosed me with erectile dysfunction when I was playing it with my mom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Fanboy Podcast with Harley Morenstein. That was our guest, Adam Sand. Uh, like I said, guys, please leave a rating and a review. It goes a long way, and uh, I love you. I love you all. Bye.